Everyone has a purpose and a passion in life. Some are able to achieve them while others struggle. Join us on our journey to educate thousands of our followers on business, finance, and psychology. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 28 on the Sift Podcast. And guys, I'm really, really excited today. And first and foremost, I would like to thank you guys. It's been an amazing year, 2019. This being our last episode for the year 2019, I would like to thank you guys for the support, for the engagement. You you guys have shown uh, the SIF podcast, becoming part of the SIF family and, you know, gaining value from us and us also engaging with you, gaining value from you guys. And coming on to today's podcast, which I have mentioned before, it's our last podcast of the year, podcast num- podcast episode 28. I would uh, like to talk about cognitive marketing now, some of you guys may know that I'm in the marketing industry, that I've been involving myself in the marketing industry, you know, trying to understand how marketing works. And primarily, what I think most people get wrong is marketing is not just advertisement and promotion. There's a lot that goes into marketing. And for those who have studied marketing on campus or have studied it on their own, you know that uh, marketing is primarily primarily focused on the four P's, which is uh, price, product, place, and promotion. But now, today, going a bit off topic from what you probably taught in on campus, I went ahead and did a bit of deep research because I work at a marketing agency, which is also my agency, uh, funny enough to say, Sift uh, Group X. We do marketing for business-to-business and also business-to-consumer industries and businesses, SMEs and startups, regardless of... Uh, Regardless of your growth state of where you are in your business, we do that for you. And also, depending on what exactly you need from us from a marketing point of view, we offer different services in marketing and uh, we can get on that later on. Now, uh, our topic of today, which is cognitive marketing, is primarily for those who don't know or have never heard of the word cognitive marketing. It, it comes from the word cognition, which is the way we process thoughts and ideas and perceptions in our own mind and use that information to make uh, decisions for ourselves. Now, cognitive marketing is now connecting brands to consumer and you know leveraging on consumer loyalty. Now, for market, for people interested in primarily in marketing, be keen on this. Bridging that gap between brand and consumer and leveraging on consumer loyalty. Now, this happens through different processes. And there was a research that was carried out on kids who were pre-exposed on uh, on uh, building machinery as, uh, as toys. Now, we're talking about using, like, you know, this... Uh, trucks, this, uh, toys, toy trucks, and uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, I forgot the names. But you know, like this, if you look, for example, at companies like Tata, they produce um, machinery for farming and construction and all that, or John Deere and uh, and so on and so forth. Now, the kids that were pre-exposed to toys of such nature by specific brands, they end up growing into building or having a stronger connection to that specific brand and also being interested in such industries in the agro industry or in the construction industry and so on and so forth now what cognitive marketing does is what the marketing 
agency or brands will do is they will create, first of all, create a form of relationship with their consumers. Now, this starts off from not directly pitching a sale to the consumer, rather having some form of connections to them. And now what they do is, if you check most of the ad- advertisements, because cognitive marketing is something that has, has gained a, a, a really big scale uh, at the moment through digital advertising and all that, if you look at most advertisements that you get exposed to nowadays, they are pretty much in line in whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you require. Now, what happens is when you go, for example, on uh, Amazon, and you can also do this on yourself and, you know, try and see how it works. You st- study yourself as a consumer as well. I do that as often as possible just to get a better understanding of my consumer behavior and also the consumer behavior of other people. Now, what happens is when you go to uh, Amazon, for example, and you search for uh, shoes-related content, let's say, for example, you're looking you're looking into buying running shoes, and primarily, let's say you you're not you, you don't have the intentions of actually buying those shoes at the at the at the specific uh, at the at the same day. Maybe you you're planning to buy it at a later date, so you're pretty much you know searching through Amazon or eBay. But we're going to stick on Amazon right now. And you look for shoes-related content. Now, you'll be obviously exposed by specific brands. We're talking about Adidas, Puma, Nike, and so on and so on and so forth. And what happens is you might realize that you, once you've logged out of Amazon, remember, you've not made any purchase. Now, once you've left Amazon, you've logged, you've logged out, you've not made any purchase, and then you log on to Facebook or you log on to Instagram or maybe you're on your search engine, Google, Bing, whatever it may be, you start being exposed to shoes-related content. And now you see many guys when this happens, it's like, how did they know? Like, how did they know? Like, how did they know? Like, what kind of a coincidence is this that, I've been looking for shoes-related content, and now I'm only exposed to almost only shoes-related advertisements. Now, what happens is most marketing agencies or marketing houses in companies, what they use, what they do is they use algorithms, uh, AI, and artificial intelligence now to pick up data from you. Now, based on what based on what you've been searching. Now, we have this something called cookies on a website where, you know, your browsing history uh, will be stored by the website and they use that to collect data. It happens on most of the websites nowadays. In any website that you go on to, they collect information about you. And pretty much this is used now to improve uh, consumer experiences while using their services or while shopping for a product. And, you know, do much more of targeted advertisement. Now, when you go to Amazon and you're looking for shoes-related shoes related items or shoes to, to be more specific, uh, Amazon collects this data and this data now will be used for the next time you go online, regardless whether it's Facebook, it's Instagram, and you get exposed to the same content. Now, what Amazon also does is they do something called retargeted marketing. Now, if you're subscribed to their newsletter, what will happen is that a few days later after your initial search, now you initiated you initiated uh, the search of uh, shoes, let's say running shoes, and you didn't convert, meaning you, did, you didn't buy from them. Now, let's say two, three days later, you'll be prompted by an email from Amazon saying, oh, 
Uh, by the way, guys who were looking at these shoes were also interested in these shoes. Or we realized you were looking for these shoes. Now it's going on offer at, I don't know, like uh, 20% or it's still available and so on and so forth. And that's what like cognitive marketing does to you. Now, they look at your specific needs and they're trying to understand what exactly it is you need or want as a consumer. Now, based on the data you give them and the way they collect that through AI and then retarget you uh, on multiple locations. Now, there's something that uh, for most people interested in marketing or business or or business owners or marketing houses, agencies, it's something you should look into as we head on to 2020. Now, this is the last day of 2019. Now, we head on to 2020, just to put your business at the same level as other businesses, because I, a lot of businesses are now adapting that into their into their marketing strategies and all that. And this is what cognitive marketing does to the consumer. Now, um, it can use it can be used in a good way, but it can also be used in also a um, not so good way. And one of one one example is, for example, if you're prompted by, or probably most of you guys have seen this kind of advertisement when you go on YouTube, you're prompted by this advertisement. But this guy who you know talks about, are you tired of your job? You want to, I don't know. Uh, work from home and uh, all this uh, funny, fluffy narrative. You get exposed to that, and what happens? What happens is it taps into mostly the middle class and lower class in terms of income, and plays with their mind. Because now you're you're targeted with this kind of advertisement, and then it maybe it's something that's also happening in your life that you maybe you're looking for a new job or you want to work from home or you you know you're in debt and you want to get yourself out of debt or you want to you're having some you know some financial constraint and what they do is you know they pressure on what it is exactly you need and if you're a very um naive kind of person you might end up falling into such frauds now it's very quite common in uh in the finance industries when you're talking about for example trading it's very common there are fraudulent people who work in the industry and you should always be aware and uh one tip i always give you guys is always check on what the what, what the person is selling you are they selling you the product or the byproduct because in most cases you're being sold the byproduct the byproduct and not the product itself a good example is, for example, if someone is offering financial services and they now they start talking about, you know, uh, you owning a mansion in the next five years or some funny, fancy cars, some Lamborghinis, Ferraris. It's the byproduct and it's not actually the product that these guys are supposed to be offering you. The product, the product that they are supposed to be offering you is the financial services um that they uh, should be offering. This could be in form of, you know, investment advice. And make sure they're also re- regulated uh, people uh, that you engage with. Maybe it's a form of, you know, uh, investment uh, advice or strategy. They come up with a strategy for you and all that. Now, that's primarily what they're supposed to be offering you. But now they turn your mind into uh, showing you only the byproduct of what they're selling. And they do it actually really, really, really well. It's actually a very good marketing scheme. 
However, it's a bit fraudulent, it's not straightforward, and uh, it can end up really, really badly. And a good example is I was watching a Netflix special on, what is the name of the Netflix special? Um, uh, Betting on Zero, yes, Betting on Zero. And it's uh, on the finance industry about a company, I think the name was Hubble Life, that, you know, uh, was operating in a form of multi-level marketing or pretty much a pyramid scheme. And we had some uh, some investor called Ackman who, you know, tried to, like, was short-selling uh, Hubble Life the whole time because he believed that Hubble Life was not actually selling uh, the nutrition products that it was intended to sell. Rather, it was selling, you know, dreams to people in form of a pyramid scheme where they will get people on board and people will earn money through referring to other people. And you know how pyramid schemes work and, you know, how they end up. And this is one of the examples on how marketing can really, you know, affect people in a negative way. But now you can also use that in a positive way now to get the right kind of people to buy your product or to use your service and all that. And cognitive marketing is one way to go about it. Now, the second thing I'm going to talk about this uh, about today is point of sale marketing, or, or also known as POS marketing. And point of sale marketing is, for example, uh, at the point where the consumer wants now to pay for the product. Now you prompt them, or you now expose them to others to products that they might uh, be interested in and prompt them to buy this uh, kind of products. Now, an example is, for example, if you go into grocery stores, and I did this example, I, I did this uh, uh, kind of experiment before doing this podcast. Now, I went to I went to do grocery shopping at Aldi. Now, Aldi is a very, uh, it's a big grocery uh, ch- retail chain store uh, worldwide. And what happens is, or for most uh, retail stores, at the point of purchase, when you're waiting at the till, when you're waiting for, you know, the cashier now to scan your product so that you can pay for your products, if you look, you'll find that most products that are on discount will be displayed at the point of sale, at where you're waiting, at the aisle where you're waiting to pay for your products. Now, you'll find pretty much uh, affordable products. We're talking about, for example, candy, we we're talking about like uh, magazines. We're talking about, you know, products that are also on discount. They will be displayed there, and you know, discount will be written or labeled in a very brightly colored uh, uh, sticker. For example, red or yellow, really shouting so so that you see that this is going for thirty percent or forty percent. And what happens is most people end up buying uh, the products that they actually had not intended to buy in the first place. Now, this is what point-of-sale marketing does. Now, another thing uh, I would like to give you guys insights on is based on consumer behavior, and that is that we consumers, now this was a research that was done before, that we consumers tend, we have a tendency of shopping while looking on the right side. Now, we look on the right side more than the left side. I don't know the reason behind that, but uh, if you also check this, on yourself, you'll find that most of the time that you go shopping, you're more reluctant to, you know, look on look on your right side rather than your left side. 
It's something that happens. I don't know. I don't know why, but um, just how human, how as human beings behave, and this is also one of the few reasons that I'm really, really interested in, you know, in understanding people and consumers in general, knowing what makes people tick. Because now, if you know that, you can use that to, you know, leverage your personal brand or your business brand in different perspectives or in different aspects. And uh, another thing that you might also notice when you're in uh, retail stores on the shelves, for the for most products that are, you know, not really, uh, how can I put it, for the fast moving consumer goods, the FMCGs. Now, these are products that people buy quite often or on a day-to-day basis. You will find them on the shelf. Now, this is based on product placement. On the shelves, they will be placed at a height level that is similar to yours. Now, they won't be placed too high on the shelf or too low on the shelf, rather at a height where, you know, you can comfortably look at them at your height level. Now, this is one of the things that uh, we in the marketing industry study and also apply um, apply for businesses. And this is one of the things that, you know, also SIP Group X does. But we do handle, uh, uh, you know, SMEs and startups. We started off with startups and now we're heading on to SMEs on their marketing strategies and all that. And it's quite, you know, just a few things that, majority of the people don't realize that they're being exposed to and that you know your purchasing behavior or your consumer behavior is somehow controlled by external factors that you might not be aware of and uh yeah so that's what we do at sift group x and guys if you have any question make sure to reach out and for the next podcast episode i look into talking about brand activation for uh, for startups and all that. And if you have any questions, or if you want to, you know, listen to or learn something specific from us, make sure to send me an email, Augustine at siftgroup.net. I will get back to you. And if your question is quite relevant, we will use it on the next podcast episode. So guys, I wish you a happy new year, 2020. And remember uh, this new year, new resolutions, I don't know what, I don't believe in those things, um, I believe if you want change, you can start regardless of the time of the year, I don't believe, you know, turning the calendar changes you as a person, it's just, you know, you, just, you, you're pretty much changing the date, so there's nothing big to that, but also, uh, as we head on to 2020, uh, you know, if you have goals set in place, or you want to achieve something, then just do it. Like, there's no formula for anything. Just do it. Just go ahead and uh, do it. Remember, it's always process of outcome. There are no shortcuts. It's a matter of just doing things, getting them done, knowing how to do them, and uh, whom to do to to do it with. Get your friendship circle in line. The people you communicate with, day in, day out, and just freaking do it. Like. There are no shortcuts to starting off. So, guys, uh, see you next year on our next uh, podcast episode. It was, I'm really, really 
humble and grateful for the engagement you guys have shown us so make sure to like subscribe leave a comment on our podcast so that we so that most more people are able to find us make sure to share share our podcast episodes with your friends on your social media platforms and also if you have any question make sure to reach out remember process over outcome see you guys